0: This is a headgum podcast.
1: Hey, everybody, welcome to Dynamic Winter. Uh This is a special edition of the show because. St- fuck. This is Ben. Is a special edition of Dynamic Banter because Steve is not feeling well today. So we have a replacement for Steve, last minute replacement. I thought I was going to have to do it by myself, but I'm not because Zoya's here. Hey! Hi, Zoya. Welcome to. Hi. Welcome to. uh, Yeah. Zoya communicates through the harmonica now. Mm -hmm.
0: It's Um, only going to be harmonica. She
1: had an operation and she had her larynx taken out. And now she has a harmonica in her. Uh, all times. It should be like yes and ro- yes or no questions. No. Yes. I don't like yes. I would never ask you a yes question. So you don't even know where it is. That's a yes minor. Yes flat. I don't h- like that, which makes this a perfect episode of dynamic banter because I don't like that at all. <laughs> and somebody's got to play Steve. <laughs> You can't replace Steve. I don't
0: want to. I didn't say replace. Uh I just want to play. That's it.
1: So basically, here's what happened. A couple hours ago, I asked Twitter if hypothetically I had to do a podcast by myself, what would you want to hear me talk about? And then uh, a bunch of people chimed in and they said, you know, all different kinds of the varying suggestions from play of Uvo for 75 minutes straight Which is never going to happen mm-hmm. To play the bungle music For 60 minutes straight Never going to happen And then I uh, got a bunch of other questions Let's answer them This person wants to hear me bark Like a dog Do it I, n- that's Danny That doesn't sound like a that's dog That's the best I could do right now No way You. I want you to know No, give I it want to everyone me. to know That you just dropped a harmonica on the ground
0: So what? It's where on my feet
1: are And then you got to put it back in your <coughs> mouth Gross. that song's called hepatitis because that's what you have in your mouth
0: in me. our house in our home that's in where our it starts. lovely home
1: what do you think H stands for in hepatitis the, not for home no yes Mm-mm. Danny hey Danny no he's the one who wanted vuvuzela no um our friend Rosemary said uh, talk about making friends as an adult because that is hard. Uh yes it is. So don't do it. I mean you're going <laughs> to want to stay away from making friends basically. No, don't stay away then from they it. they can't
0: let you down. It's just hard though to to do it because uh, w- as a kid, you know, you spend time with them in class.
1: You're covered in dirt. You, you on the playground, you pulling hair, you know. Pulling hair. Go up to another split your op- gum in your mouth. Split your gum?
0: Yeah, like sh- Oh, you have gum? Do you have any more? No, but you can have half of mine.
1: That was, it was always too small after you would share. Yeah. And not enjoyable for either party. No. And then what conversation it's would you always. It's thought that counts. Sorry. What conversation would you always have as soon as somebody split their gum with you and you got it into their, into your mouth?
0: Thank you. I would say thank
1: you. That's not a conversation. That's but a uh, that's a something. This is you
0: say. A mighty tasty. I mean, there's some flavor gone. That's the conversation. But thank is you,
1: you would always say, I can't believe there's still flavor left, and because yeah. the other person was used to it, they'd be like, "There's no flavor left."
0: Yeah.
1: Like, yeah, man. And then you would have this whole big conversation about how isn't it weird that you could be, taste it be but I can't taste it <laughs> every single time. Thanks so much, Jimmy, for sharing. And then you know what you'd have tomorrow? A cold. <laughs> yeah. And different germs. Yeah. Uh,
0: maybe as adults you can share your gum and make new friends.
1: <laughs> I mean, pull your coworker's hair, put your gum in their mouth, and just kind of see. You're a lot more closed off when you're an adult. Uh-huh. You got your walls up. You know what you do, do and don't like. You're looking yeah. for every excuse to get annoyed or offended by somebody. And it's harder to let people into your life. But you got to think like a kid, dog. Yeah. You don't have any kind of personality. Either you're fast or you're not. (laughs) Right. Those are the only two things you could be (laughs) as a kid. Fast or not that fast. And that's what a lot of your friendship is based on. What month is your birthday in? What kind of toys do you have? What kind of toys do you have? And can I play with some of them? Are you going to share with me? You're lunchable. Do you smell like chocolate all the time? Thank you. Is your house sticky? In general. Does your mom make
0: you brush your teeth before (laughs) bed? (laughs) Does your mom make you brush my teeth? Will your mom make me an egg and cheese sandwich?
1: (laughs) Did you ever have somebody's mom make you an egg and cheese sandwich?
0: Oh, yeah. What? Whose mom is that? Amory's mom. Word? Word.
1: I Amory's never had mom too. any friends' moms that would make me breakfast. Just oh, yeah. Out. We
0: would, I mean, Amory, first it. of all, is, <laughs> Amory's uh, like a childhood friend. So, like, we, s- we just would stay there. Uh-huh. And she would stay with us. So she would always ask for orange potatoes from my mom, and we would always ask for whatever her mom would make, and her mom's a great cook.
1: So your mom would make orange potatoes, mm-hmm. and then in exchange, you would get bacon, egg, and cheese sandwich? Basically. Huh. Or something. Is that all you have to do to get a bacon, egg, and cheese sandwich out of somebody? Is it ask, That's ask it. them to make it?
0: That's it. Especially if you're staying at their house.
1: the hell? What the hell? What the hell? What the hell? What the hell? Uh... I'm gonna start asking for more. Jay Lost says, "I'd love to hear about the crowd work shows. It seems so nerve wracking. And are there nights uh, with just such an exceptionally boring crowd that you can't get any material out of them? Do you have emergency material for that? How much is prep? Is it 100% improv? It's 100% improv. That's kind of the unspoken rule. Is that it's nothing is prepped." Right. At all. So I feel like the crowd, especially at my crowd work shows, are a little bit more forgiving because, um, well, here's what normally happens. Here's the whole process. I'm told at the beginning of every month whether or not we have a show. Normally it's the uh, the third Saturday of every month at the Open Space Cafe in Hollywood. And so I'll start asking a bunch of my friends to do the show eight times out of 10. Those friends will say something like, I've, I don't uh, know about that crowd work. It makes me so nervous. It's terrifying, blah, blah, blah. But they don't know that the people who've been coming to our shows know that it's a crowd work show. So they're real forgiving about it. And they're right. like, maybe, you know, n- no one has anything prepared. It's not like guaranteed selling jokes. You're not you know saying your greatest hits so shit might not be great what greatest you left the greatest hits yeah i can name a couple so um <laughs> it's fun it's not you know it's like going to the dentist or shit that you get real nervous about and then you go and it's not that bad afterwards yeah there's a lot like that me personally i don't you know it's mainly just listening Right then it's just responding to listening. Yeah, there are some nights the only nights when it's tough is um, When a lot of people don't show up. Yeah, and when um, When they're seated in such a way where they're like scattered far all around right. the audience Because yeah. there's a whole science to how you seat a stand-up comedy show that's kind of ideal for Laughter and the spreading of laughter and joy. Yeah cheer. Yeah I feel like
0: like though, like when they come in, whoever's like checking them in should be like, please fill out the front first and like work your way back.
1: Whenever they're spread out and I ask the door person if they said that, they always say yes, but there's no one making them sit there. Yeah. Well, they they could suggest it, but like if you're nervous, if it's your first time at one of the shows Mm -hmm. and then the person at the door is just like, yeah, sit in the front. You're not going to do that shit.
0: Yeah, but there's never going to be... What is be happening I'm over I'm sorry.
1: There. I was trying to... Your harmonica is making several bad sounds There's one. I hate it.
0: I hate the it. The more you say it, the more I'm going to do it. Well, I'm being... I po-
1: Come on, man. Okay, I'm sorry. That was I really hate it. Luck. And now most yeah, people Yeah, I'm hate sorry. It.
0: I'm sorry. It's, I won't do it for
1: a while. I promised when we got married that I would be honest with you at all times. This is the most honest thing I could say to you at this moment. I hate that. Well, as long as you don't hate me, I don't really care. Okay. Mm. Well, you're contributing. So <laughs> <laughs> at some point, I'm going to be like, who's behind this fucking sound? It's me. And I'm going to get to the bottom of it. Um, This one says, this is from Pecan. Hey, Pecan. I love Pecans. And they say, uh, try to explain the current WWE storylines in the way that Steve described Star Wars with the incorrect names. Do you remember that? There was a video. Autumn did a video about that once when I was like, try to. Tell someone, imagine if somebody never heard about Star Wars before (laughs) and you were trying to explain that, but you used all regular persons' names. Uh It's like uh, Luke and Princess Christina. (laughs) Uh, And then they did an example. So you got this guy, Josh Cedar, right? And he's like one of the best guys. But the wrestling Super Bowl is coming up. And, uh-oh, Josh isn't on the roster. Oh, no. Oh, no, Josh. So he goes crazy trying to fight everyone, and he keeps losing.
0: Oh, no, Josh. That's really not going to get your name on the roster. So he
1: finally decides to challenge the under-robber. <laughs> it wouldn't be under. It would be like what about s- Steve Sina? guy. No, but that's Josh Cedar is Steve Cena. Same guy. You're talking about the same guy, okay? You're changing the name of the guy who doesn't need his name changed, okay? That's currently happening, and then he challenges. He comes out, Josh, and he says, "There's no way I'm going to the this big event, the prom of wrestling. I need to challenge the dead guy, and then this old dead guy is being challenged by a young man mm-hmm. in his prime." Right. He says I'll fight the deadest the most popular dead guy you got. All of them. He's he's fought so many other he's fought They're 35 own. other guys every year. Give me a crack at this guy. But no one has seen the dead guy in like a year. Okay. So everyone's wondering if the dead guy's going to show up and like almost every other person who's ever challenged challenged a dead guy most dead guys don't show up. That's what I'm screaming. Man. Okay. And then what is the? And then this is the current response where we are right now, the 22nd of March, mm-hmm. 2018, the year of our Lord. Here's the current response of the dead guy to Josh Cedar's challenge. Okay. I'm alive. No, that's it. <laughs> it's nothing. It's dead. It's death. It's no, there's no It's darkness. Thank you, Zoya, for playing along. You're welcome. Almost. (laughs) Uh, There's one that says, please do an interview with Wrestling Fred. He's very busy. Uh, Slide whistle. That's not going to be nice. Oh, a lot of people are asking me about my favorite comedians or if I have like funny comedy stories or, or people that I've met. And so I wrote down a bunch of those. Here is a strange phenomenon that's happening. Mm-hmm. I think that um because I'm doing this constantly mm-hmm. and I'm always writing and worrying about this and trying to be places and do better. If somebody's like tell me some of your funniest comedy stories, I like have no um perspective. Yeah. on it. Like every night that I'm out there doing that is like One night in my head. And I don't know what that is. Yeah. I don't know if that's old age. I don't know if that's.
0: No, I feel like when you're put on the spot, though, like it's not, you can't think of any one story.
1: Like somebody asking an 80-year-old what their favorite song is.
0: Right. But I think, I think, too, like even for me, I had a client ask me today uh, if. I have shitty clients every Mm -hmm. once in a while. And I was like, oh, yeah. She's like, example. And I'm like, oh, my God. I don't have one off the top of my
1: head. Yeah. But But you've had years of them. Oh, yeah. Do you think you could sit down and write a book about your shitty clients called Shitty Clients?
0: Probably. Mm -hmm. Probably. It would take a while.
1: Yeah. Well, writing books takes a while.
0: flip through (laughs) 15 years of doing hair. Uh,
1: You should, though, because that's a funny I would read that book.
0: Yeah. It would be funny. I've got a lot of stories from people like that. People are fucking crazy. Yeah. And people tell their hairdressers
1: everything. That's true, man. I don't know why that is. Maybe it's because they have scissors. It's
0: because we're so lovable.
1: mm Hmm. Or maybe it's because you're tethered them. to that goddamn chair with somebody who can make you look good or not. For right. about an hour. Right. And there's nowhere you, you're going to go. You mm. don't leave in the middle of a haircut. No. So you're just there and you're either there and you're silent. Yeah. Or you're there and you're talking about your entire life. Yeah. Hey, yeah, I could trust you. We haven't even looked at each other in the eyes Yeah. Open eyes. Open eyes. Yeah. Close eyes. Coming around with the scissors to cut your bangs.
0: Close eyes. Shampoo your hair. Close
1: <laughs> eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to turn your chair around And you're going to tell me if you like it Go ahead and open <laughs> eyes <laughs> I like the shampoo I like the shampoo If you're getting your hair shampoo, close your eyes It's and very weird to close eyes. Yeah, don't look straight back <laughs> At your hairdresser place Yeah, it's very weird Um, It's awkward for us So I wrote <laughs> down a bunch of things and I was trying to go in chronological order But that's fucking not going to happen There was a... Uh, one of the first stand up videos that i ever put online that still has too many views for what it is but it's about um there were two from the same show it was one was about justin timberlake how i have a crush on justin timberlake and then one was about explaining my tattoos to my dad mm-hmm. uh that was at a showcase um like a stand up comedy showcase from um like at the end of a class or at the end of a workshop or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just saw pictures from that night recently. And I remember that I was... Dude, this is embarrassing and bad. Tell me. This is embarrassing and bad. Tell me. What year was that from? Was that from... 2012? 2011, 2012, something like 2012. that. 2012. Um, I had sandals on during that... During the show. Oh, the brown ones? Yeah. Yeah. That's bad. That's bad, Zoe.
0: Did you have sandals on that day?
1: Sandals on
0: with with bare feet. I was working, so I wasn't there. And I probably didn't see
1: you beforehand. And I got laughs. And I can't think of they it. They were laughing all pretty, at had you. to be. Because I can't think of a situation where I would be comfortable Seeing a comedian wearing Tivas. Cause that's gross, man. That's gross. And that stage was like eye level. <laughs> with everybody sitting.
0: Close eyes. Don't look at his feet. Close
1: <laughs> eyes. Open toe. Close eyes. No. Don't like it still. Close eyes. Um, but that'll uh yeah, man. I don't know why anybody let me do that. I wasn't home. Was very I, I didn't even go to that show.
0: I felt really bad, but I... There
1: I were couldn't. like two years where I was wearing sandals
0: as a grown-up. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wear sandals all the time. Yeah, but you're...
1: It's different, it's man. It's different.
0: Like if you look if good dudes, in sandals. Dudes wearing sandals should only be like
1: on vacations or like Or if, you, like if you own a dojo. <laughs> if you're teaching Teenage Turtles how to do karate. You could wear sandals, clothes out. (laughs) Clothes out.
0: Summertime is acceptable, and I feel like it was summertime. No, it's not.
1: When you're performing on a stage for people, and I don't think I ever did it again, thank God, definitely fucking don't. There's no excuse to ever wear shorts or sandals on stage doing stand-up comedy. I
0: don't think you even own a pair of sandals
1: right now. I don't. I haven't since then. Yeah. Zoya. Okay, Michael. Rebecca, Ann. Oh, my God. Um. Well, I feel like we, um, we could start with a, a brief recap of a recent story that everybody knows, and that's me getting spit on at the comedy store. Oh, my God. And we did a podcast about that, and I did a Mike in the Morning episode about that. So yeah. the story's out there. Chances are some people know it, but too long did not read version is that I had this brand new hoodie on. <laughs> Maybe you've seen it. I've seen it. Uh from Lucky Brand, Humble brag And uh I was hosting upstairs in the belly room of the comedy store. This is probably how many months ago?
0: Two, three months.
1: Two, three months Maybe ago. Maybe more. And no, uh about three months. Every night at the comedy store is uh all three rooms are sold out for multiple shows. So there is at one point a line that forms kind of around the block. It's long, probably about a half a half a country mile. No, probably about I don't know a quarter don't know, a mile. Some maybe hundreds of feet of yeah. people. Yeah. So, I park my car in this garage, Humblemer. and uh, we're we're passing a bunch of people on our left on our way into enter, entering the com- comedy store. And there are these people talking and everybody's drunk and uh, one dude whose back was to me just turns to the street and I was passing him on the outside on the street and hocks a loogie on what he thinks is the street but in actuality is my me, myself. <laughs> Mike's and, arm. Uh, I had a huge, huge loogie Bl- running down my Bl- arm my brand new favorite sweatshirt and I was not. Well, I don't, Stoked about it.
0: I, I had like walked a few paces like ahead of him and I had no idea what was happening. And mm. all I hear is, tell me that didn't just happen. <laughs> so I turn around and I like with a smile, like, cause I just could tell like <laughs> something <laughs> crazy just happened. Mm-hmm. And he like says it again. Tell me <laughs> that did not just fucking happen. And the kid's like, bro, I'm so <laughs> and yelled, sorry. And then he starts wiping it with yeah. his hand. <laughs> 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 and I said, what are you, what are you doing now?
1: <laughs> 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 and so, I, I mean, we told the story before. But um, was- you took my sweater, knowing that I have to host mm-hmm. soon, and you washed it in the bathroom.
0: I did. I took it into the bathroom and I washed His this some stranger spit off of your off of your sweater sleeve. That's an
1: amazing thing that you did.
0: It's not that big of a deal. Yeah, it is. I appreciate
1: that, but I you know how many people are listening to this right now saying I would never do that for anyone.
0: I seriously did not think twice about it. I'm like, just give me your fucking sweater. Let me let me go. That's because I was so grossed out by that. I'm shocked that one of us did not lay that dude out.
1: Well, I can tell you which one it was going to be, but he showed some restraint. Yeah, he was did me. great. He did a great job. I was like I was like as a grown man, you don't put that thing down. No, nope. Put it down sorry <laughs> <I didn't. laughs> As a grown man, you got to really decide to fight. You can't just well, fly off the handle no, like that. No, yeah. So I had a moment where I was like, "Uh-oh, is this do I do that now? Not worth it. And then I was able to be like, I'll tell you if something. If God forbid one of us should get hurt or arrested, or if this should go beyond tonight, that's just like a colossal waste of time.
0: Yeah. It's point nine-nine-nine-nine. That's a 99%. 9999% of the time it's not fucking worth it.
1: No. Unless, God, if somebody spit on you, I would be in jail right now. If someone spit on me, I would be on jail. jail, on jail. <laughs> you would be on top I'd of the jail. I'd be all over it. If loving you is a crime, they're going to have to put me on top of the jail. Fabulous. Everywhere. Uh. Yum. Thank you so much. Uh, another story that I like a lot is being at the comedy store. and uh, No, being at the Laugh Factory and listening to Jamie tell stories about um, Chevy Chase and Robin Williams. Yeah. That was really fun. Um, not gonna bore you with that. I feel like that's the thing I talk about a lot too. Is the the Laugh Factory is, um, my number one favorite club out here because that's where I used to come. Even before I lived here, I would go watch friends of mine there. Or even if I didn't know anyone, you just go there and you know it's gonna be a good show and it's an amazing experience and it's a beautiful little comedy theater and um, so much history and it's been around there forever. And I would watch. Um, hours of stand-up comedy on YouTube at the studio space that me and my friend Steve had Mm -hmm. in Stratford Connecticut and uh, you know Steve would go home for the night and I would be sitting uh, just watching these stand-up videos from on the Laugh Factory's YouTube channel and then uh, we finally moved out here and I would go see shows there all the time I would go see Santino I would go see Crystalia there like pretty much every night, especially for the first yeah, couple months that we lived here. Yeah. And um, it was just a real special place. And I was like, if I can ever get here, that would be, you know, that would be the dream. I want to be an old guy here and I want to be a regular. And um, when I first started hanging around there, which is not too, that's kind of a recent thing too, um, Jamie, the owner, is kind of a hard guy to get in with, you mm-hmm. know, if he doesn't handpick you, you yeah know. um so i would go and i would be lucky enough to be you know brought either backstage or upstairs or you know in the lobby just hanging around with some other comics who are like in and more established and considered regulars there so i'll just go and i'll just sit and listen mm-hmm. to um uh, fun stories about comedy legends coming in and tripping and falling on purpose and that's yada pretty yada. great yeah it's fucking real awesome. One time Sean Joshi introduced me to Dom Myrera, uh, coming down the stage, going upstairs, uh coming down the stairs, going upstairs to the comedy store. No fucking laugh factory. Yeah, Jesus Christ.
0: Going upstairs.
1: Upstairs down, close eyes, oh, upstairs open. And uh he was like, Dom, do you know um Do you know Mike Falzone? And then I laughed for a long time because I was like, why would this dude know me? I've been watching you since I was 13 years old. Um, Another story. What does this say? I was trying to. Dude, I made all my own notes and I was drawing arrows. A lot of these arrows don't even make. Talk about that. Talk about what? Dude, I can't. It's so bad. Do you not hear the noise that you're making? I mean, yeah, obviously. So why doesn't it hurt you?
0: Because I have my eyes open. That doesn't
1: even make any sense here. (laughs) What I'm doing. Uh, First time, uh, me and Elliot used to go to open mic at the Improv on Melrose. And uh, one of the first times we went there, I got heckled off the stage by the host. And then I didn't want to do comedy for a real long time. People always want to hear stories about when you bomb or when you get heckled. It's very uncomfortable. Yeah. You could tell a couple stories about when I got heckled, but I'll I'll um, <clears> tell this one real quick. I still remember the joke that I, I tried out. So we would go to a bunch of open mics when we were kind of cutting our teeth in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of them is every Tuesday at the improv Mm -hmm. on on Melrose in the the lab. And there's this dude hosting it at the time. And it's not, the bigger clubs you go to, um, the more kind of competitive their open mics become. And it's not always like, for us at least, starting out, it's not a real welcoming environment. Like you want to go to the smaller ones and the ones that are more people at your level. Not that anyone's really out of anyone's league at an open mic, but um, I was pretty nervous and uh, I was y- going there to try out jokes or whatever and I, you know, you don't always get called because it's a raffle. Mm-hmm. So you go there and you put your name in a bucket and either you get called and you get to do three minutes or you um, sit there for three hours and you go home. Right. So I was lucky enough to get called and I remember... Remember, I had this joke about these people that I live near in Milford, Connecticut, when I lived with John Mm -hmm. and uh, that dog, Savvy. Mm -hmm. Um, And the guy, the people who lived below us was a father and a son, and the father's name was Martin, and the son's name was Martin. But they're both named Martin. Junior. No. (laughs) The, the younger Martin wasn't a junior. So, so <laughs> no. it was Martin John and Martin Francis. No, it was Martin whatever and Martin whatever. The same name, but not just not a junior. And I had this whole joke about, like, how do you name that kid? <laughs> you go through, your wife has the baby, and then you go through every name in your head and none of it's really fitting and then you're like, well there's Martin. I mean I'm Martin. <laughs> I'm pretty good. Martin Jr. No, just just Martin. Just no, just Martin. That's <laughs> the only name I'm or they had all these names picked up. Martin out Martinelli. If it was supposed to be a girl, but it wasn't Martina. a girl. So it was just Martin. So I had this joke and I started out th- what? Do I'm you want to say I have nothing. So I started this joke by saying, Hey, thanks for letting me up on stage. I don't know if this is funny, but, and then the host said something to the effect of motherfucker, we'll tell you if it's funny. And then, uh, I felt like I was wasting everybody's time. And then I, um, I just kind of limped through that joke and then, um, no one laughed and then we left. (laughs) Well, that's that fucked bad. up,
0: though, because he kind of set the tone for you.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's a thing with like that's like the. I'm kind of tired of the uh, open mic bitter host. It's like that's kind of the thing out here. And that's why a lot of people get discouraged Is they go to open mics and the host is just like kind of acting like he's too good to be there and and can't be bothered by, you know having that job at at that time and that he's best he's better than everybody and what they always lose track of is like they're also there at this open (laughs)
0: yeah like fuck off dude
1: but it's such that's the thing though man everyone's fucking (sighs) dude everyone has an attitude come
0: off it but is what i say
1: it literally doesn't matter and the thing you got to realize it took me like five six years to realize that like Everyone has their own shit and that yeah. person probably made me feel so bad because they were feeling terrible about where their career was at the time. And I haven't seen that person since. Yeah. And I don't even know their name. But well, I fuck have a that show dude there anyway. Several times a month. So mm-hmm. I'm doing pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Let me talk to you a little bit about Squarespace. Do you Squarespace. About, do you know about Squarespace? I do. Well, it's a all-in-one website. Build, well, thank you so much. Website building uh, platform. I build Mike Falzone on Squarespace.com. Have for years. Uh, they have a beautiful award-winning templates. That means that uh, people, award-winning artists have created award-winning designs that you could adapt to what you're doing, your website. Zoe, I'm telling you to head to, go to, check out squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code BANTER to save 10% on your first purchase of a website or domain. Let me tell you a couple of the things that you could do on Squarespace. Okay, you could turn your cool idea into a new website. Do you have a cool idea? Do you are, make cool videos of yourself eating different knockoff brands of fruit by the foot? One's called Really Peely, for example. (laughs) Go ahead and make a website out of it. RebeccaReallyPeely.com. That's just an example. You can showcase your work. You You could blog or publish content. You could sell products. You could sell other people's products if that's okay with them, if you have some kind of written agreement. Okay? Squarespace, that noise is fucking killing me. And I think that you know that.
0: I was just trying to make it interesting. Oh, tell is this not interesting? Tell me Let more me tell about me you what's Squarespace.
1: interesting. You, <laughs> you got to first say it correctly. It's Squarespace. Promote Squarespace. your physical or online business. Announce an upco- upcoming... Uh, event or special project, which I do all the time with my dates on my Squarespace. I actually have mine, my uh, tour section, hooked up into my Bands in Town account. So uh, that's able to update everywhere. Um, it's like a plugin, it's real cool. And Squarespace does that by uh, giving you beautiful templates created by world class designers.
0: World T- class.
1: Talking about powerful e commerce functionality, lets you sell absolutely anything online. The ability to customize the look and the feel and the settings, and the products, with just a few clicks. You don't need to know HTML, Zoe, and I know that you don't. I, I have no. You just I know that you have absolutely no Chinese, desire.
0: But you know what I do know?
1: What do you know? Squarespace. I know
0: it. <laughs> I've heard of it. <laughs> Thank
1: you. Thank you. You know what I do know? What we're talking about right now. (laughs) And that is? Squarespace. (laughs) Squarespace. Everything optimized for mobile right out of the box. That means if you create a beautiful website on this beautiful website, it immediately goes to your phone. It looks all nice and nice. It's a new way to buy domains and choose from over two 100 extensions they got analytics they help you grow in real time you see how many people are coming to your site how many people are leaving where they're looking at it from where they're looking at it from built-in can, search engine optimization free and secure hosting nothing to patch or upgrade ever in 24 7 award-winning customer support 24 you know 7 that's all the hours that there are three six five <sighs> make it Squarespace. We're encouraging folks to make it. You make it yourself. Easy to create websites all by yourself. Make it stand out. Stand out with a beautiful website, Zoya. You ever think about standing out? <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> with a beautiful website? If you were to make a website, what would that be? Oh my God. It would be beautiful. Squarespace. I'd make it with Squarespace. You're just saying stuff. Dream it. Think it. Make it. With Squarespace, and again, you could use that uh, offer code BANTER. Get 10% off your first purchase. Let me tell you something uh, about another thing, our other sponsor, that you might be very keen to, Zoe, is a little bit up your alley. It's called Wink. Wink. (laughs) Good color. I like to wink. All
0: right. Do you like to wink?
1: Zoe, it's not about winking.
0: Okay, so tell me what it's
1: about. Drop some. Knowledge. I'm going to tell you what it's about. Tell me. Let me give you a task. Let me give you a challenge, Zoe. Mm -hmm. Pick out a wine that you're going to love. But here's the catch. It has to be one that you haven't tried before. Where do you start?
0: Where do I start? Introducing
1: Wink, spelled W-I-N-C. Wink makes it easy to discover great wines. Because Wink wine experts select wines matched to your taste. Personalized for you. Shipped right to your door starting at just $13 a bottle. Shut the fuck up. Can I get some of this? Why would you swear at me like that? There's nothing like coming home to a box of delicious Wink wine selected wine. for you by you <laughs> by someone else for you. It's like the best day of the month. It's like the opposite of your period. <laughs> just fill out Wink's palette profile quiz. Okay. Answer simple questions like, uh, a- answer simple questions that your average store clerk won't ask or translate into a recommendation. You go in and have these wine stores, they don't want to talk to you. They don't care. They just want to, they say, bring us up a bottle, we'll bring it out, tell us if you need a box, and get out! <laughs> oh my God.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was far worse than the harmonica. No, it wasn't. Keep telling me That's about debatable. this wine.
1: Questions like, how do you take your coffee? And how do you feel about blueberries? Blueberries. Then, Wink sends you curated wines to your taste. The more wines you rate, the more personalized your monthly selections. Each month, there are new delicious wines, like the insanely popular Summer Water Rosé. Heard of it? Never heard of it, but I love Rosé. Well, now you have. It's Wink. There are no membership fees. You skip any month. You cancel any time and let me tell you something else, Zoe. Tell me. Shipping is covered.
0: What?
1: And if you don't like the bottle they send you, they'll replace it with a bottle that you love. No questions asked. Shut the front door. I won't because then the delivery guy can't get in. Discover Wine. Great wine today. Go to trywink.com slash banter and get twenty dollars off your first shipment. That's T-R-Y W I N C dot com slash banter for twenty dollars off. Trywink.com slash banter. I love wine. Tell me more.
0: I love that. <laughs> do we do we get some?
1: Yes, Zoe. I like rosé. I like the I like wink name. Like actually, that. comes from a combination of wine plus incorporated wine plus ink. It's wink. I like it. It's go catchy. ahead, and sit back, relax, or celebrate with your glass of wine. Okay, you finally discovered the best way to find new wines that you'll love. And how are you gonna do it? You're gonna go to Wink. You're gonna go to Wink. Wink.com backslash m- banter. No. No? You're not supposed to say backslash anymore, Zoe.
0: Okay. Um, excuse me.
1: Now we got to do a make good because you said backslash. I'm sorry. Even though you don't know a thing about wine, and I'm talking to you, Zoe. That's like The true. difference between unoat and finish or what tannin is. Wink is the perfect wine club for you because they do all the work matching wines to you based on your taste. Are you getting it? To you. For you. To you, for you, by you, over us, back to you. Trywink.com slash banter. $20 off. I love Brian that. Callen, comedian Brian Callan once told me that I, quote, wasn't fooling anyone with that wig uh, <gasps> in reference to my hair.
0: Did you tell him that he should try and pull it off because it's... Not a wig. I think Brian Callen was just jealous because he's balding.
1: A lot of people are jealous of my head. I like your head. Thank you so much. That was Tried part of our wedding it. vows. I told him I liked his head. you going to like this guy's head I forever? Mean, uh, forever. Or no. Did I already say that? Yes. uh A little backstage story. Andrew Santino told me to do all my best jokes first. Yeah. Have I talked about that? No. Not yet. Um. Uh, Andrew invited me to do a couple dates with him at different Levity Lives or uh, were they improvs or were they Levity Lives? Mm. It was Levity Lives. is that the same thing? Yeah, they're owned by the same people, yeah. but it's not. It was Brea and where the fuck was he at? Oxnard? Irvine. Irvine. Oxnard? Irvine. Irvine. And uh, you know, he's probably uh, the dude I look up uh, to most in comedy. I met him a bunch of years ago while he was doing online stuff. He was doing stand up the whole time, but I kind of, you know, watched his whole ascension and always. Uh, it, that was just a really cool thing to see. It's a really cool thing to see when somebody who you're friendly with uh, makes it. You yeah,
0: know? yeah.
1: And um, you know, he we had a couple good talks about how you're always like just a, a fish in a different pond, and right. it's never you know you're never. There's never a job or anything that's, that's it really. I mean, there are things I, I assume that at some point like make you, like I always think about, um, like source fed, like mm-hmm. everyone was bummed out that source fed ended, mm-hmm. you know, but good things always end and no one has just one thing, right? you know, and, uh, like what if Jim Carrey? I think about this all the time. What if Jim? Remember in Living Color? You ever yeah. watch that shit? Yeah, that was my favorite.
0: You can do yeah, what you wanna to do. do. In no, don't Color. touch that. No way.
1: Fresh. That's how you do that. No, get out of <laughs> here with that. Two, three, four. Don't touch it. Um, but what if? <laughs> 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 what did you just say? Did you try to blow to the top of it? <laughs> You can't dance and automatically have it sound good. That's not how that <laughs> instrument works. Um, <laughs> But he was, Jim Carrey was on the show, arguably where he got his start. Yeah. And Vero then that show favorite. got canceled. Yeah. And what if Jim Carrey was just like, well, that was going to be my thing. That's it. I'm that done. it. Bye-bye. Yeah. No. No. You do that and then and eventually then the mask you get fucking out. Ace Ventura. Yeah. Ace Ventura. Ace Ventura first, I think, yep. and then the mask. Yep. Then Ace Ventura Two, mm-hmm. which was surprisingly amazing, and then everything else—fucking yeah. Bruce Almighty, yeah, fucking Truman Show, yep, uh, Man on the Moon—and then he's Jim Carrey now. Yeah, whatever he wants, anything. Different level. You he's start an talking about how artist. shit doesn't matter, and people yeah. listen. But um, I don't remember why I started talking about that. But
0: good things end. All good things end, and if. Jim Carrey stopped at and live in
1: Living Color*. Yeah, there was a, a better point that I wanted to make, but I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, Kirk Fox was one of the biggest. Um, he he made me feel real good about myself. One night we had a show. Um, it was like a benefit show on the main stage. Hashtag on on the um, at the comedy store. It was like a benefit for something. I went on before him. And uh, he told me he liked one of my jokes. And I remember that was one of the first, like, big comedy store regulars who told me that they liked one of my jokes. Yeah. That made me feel good. I don't remember which joke it was. Right, And then um, people were asking about just people who I really like and people who are um, other comics. And I think two of the most down-to-earth people that I've met in the past three or four years um, are Jesus Trejo. Yeah, which if you if you don't know him, definitely worth looking up and following on Twitter and all that. Um, He recently had a set on James Corden and he's just like just the nicest dude you'll ever meet. Um, You know, it takes a genuine interest in other people and so fucking funny and comes from like real humble upbringing and definitely didn't have the easiest time coming up. And still continues to not have an easy time, but he's like, everyone loves him. He's everybody's friend. And he's always willing to, to help us out at the level that we're at. Like he'll, you know, always talk us through stuff or write jokes with us or, you know, talk about, uh, about the business side of things. He's with so us. awesome. Really generous with his time has taken, um, me and Delman out to, to feature for him. Um, and he's just amazing. It continues to help. Help is helping me out with something today as we speak. And then Theo Vaughn is, uh, we don't, you know, That hang motherfucker's out like, hilarious. Um, us and Hazers do, but yeah. Theo Vaughn is fucking awesome. I think he got to start on the road rules. I never saw him yeah. on the road rules, I just know him as a kid. I comedian. remember him on road rules. But this fucking dude, he's very effortlessly funny. Yeah. And all of his shit is, is um, He's a special boy. He told me he liked one of my jokes recently too at the Laugh Factory. He's hilarious.
0: His his delivery, I think, alone is just it's
1: superb. He sounds like he uh, he has this wisdom about him, but it's a very like backwards country (laughs) wisdom. (laughs) But it's very well thought out, and it all makes a lot of sense. And a lot of his he has a you know podcast he does by himself, and he just came out with a record. Um something about hamster bones, like 400 pound bag of hamster bones or something like that. Mm -hmm. And he just has all these stories about
0: growing up. um, You know, the funny, I think the funniest thing about him though, is that he, he like, I feel like a lot of his jokes Uh are real stories. Yeah, probably. You know, like I just feel like it's just him sitting there and telling his childhood stories and they're fucking, hilarious yeah man yeah
1: and wash him out with that fucking head (laughs) that mullet
0: oh my god he's got the best haircut it's very on purpose and it's trans neutral what does he call it trans gender neutral haircut gender neutral
1: i got this gender neutral haircut oh it's so fucking funny he's good man look him up look up him and jesus another guy who was like didn't doesn't need to be, you know, nice to anyone who's extremely nice as Maz Gibrani. This always makes my dad real happy because my dad watches his show, The Superior Superior Donuts, and um, he Maz actually took time to come to our house to do a welcome to our podcast. Yeah, and we did a video thing, and both of those videos are on my my youtube but um it's just this whole conversation we had about being a stand-up and kind of the two places you need to be to be a stand-up comedian um professionally and a lot of stuff about you know a lot of more in-depth of um if you like this conversation you'll probably love those two videos yeah you dropped a lot of knowledge on me about you know what to do with the crowd, and I, I remember going up to him, and I I would be like, you know, I was so excited for the show, uh, you know, sometimes you're just excited, you write a bunch of new jokes at once. I'm kind of there right now, you're writing a bunch of like little jokes at once, and you're so excited, and you just hope you have enough stage time to to get everything out and, and yeah, see if people like them. And then you, I, I would show up to these shows, and there would be like six people there, and you can't really run the same set. Well, depending on what kind of comic you are, I can't really run the same set with six people that I could with you know, 30 or 60 or a hundred. Right. You know, sometimes with six people, you just got to talk to six people. You right. Know? And I would try to, um, to like force my set upon these people. And yeah. It really wasn't, it's was not great. Um, and so he taught me a lot about reading the room and, and how it's okay to, regardless of what you have planned just, you know, never be uh, afraid to take a sharp left turn and um, just kind of play to to what's going on rather than how you want it to be, which is kind of good life advice. Yeah. I'm sorry. I had to take a swig of coffee because I was okay. getting a throat goblin.
0: Goblins.
1: What else, man? <laughs> what was that?
0: Clearing a throat glo- goblin. Globlin. Globlin? goblins.
1: Uh, and then I have brought Kevin Nealon on stage once. I thought that was cool because SNL and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, sneaking in to see Adam Sandler at the Lab at the Improv—that was one of the only times I ever like snuck in to see a show before yeah. they start letting you in as a comic to watch stuff. Mm-hmm. That's always a humbling experience. Normally, you you know, you've been to a place enough times. They're like, oh. You know, you recognize that you're a comic and they'll just let you hang out in the back if there's room. Mm-hmm. And then there have been nights even recently where I'm like, can I go see Santino or could I go see, you know, Crystal Is there anywhere in the back? And they'll radio to whoever's seating people and they'll be like, is there any room for comics in the back? And then you'll hear it come over the speaker that there's not or, you know, telling someone to comic? fuck off. Or, yeah. Which have I heard of them? Um, Do you know him? And you get turned away. I've been turned away recently Mm -hmm. and i'm there kind of all the time Mm -hmm. so very humbling um that's a fun thing about (laughs) about getting checked where you're at yeah and then i put um yeah the bitter open mic host trope yeah fuck let me make sure i'm
0: not are you missing any questions i
1: might be how was Mm -hmm. your day Sorry.
0: It was good. It was busy. Uh, I had a client cancel. So I had a little time for other like little stuff that I needed to get done. And I did that. And it was pretty great. Yeah. I mean, uh, I have this uh, little old German lady.
1: Does she have a little accent?
0: She's got a very thick accent, and she's hilarious, and she tries to, like, talk to me over the blow dryer, but she's very soft-spoken.
1: She tries to talk to you over the blow dryer in her little German accent? In her little German
0: accent, and a lot of the time... I'm well, to uh, she... make
1: you cookies today!
0: It's not, like, a straight-up German accent. It's, like, a German-French accent. Hmm. So she, like... She was born in Germany, and then, like, later in life, she moved to France, and then... I was
1: born in Germany,
0: and <laughs> We it's not what born, she sounds yeah, yeah. like, <laughs> 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 but it's very hard to understand what her. What does sometimes. she talk to you about? Oh my over god, the... everything! She hates her daughter. She's like seventy-six years old. Her daughter's like evil. Uh, she What's just her lost her. Name? I don't know. I've um, never asked. I just let her talk. Yeah, it's best to um, keep you distance. She lost her husband last year. Oh. Uh, she had stopped one of my clients on the street and like was touching her hair. Was
1: know? she sad about losing her husband? Yeah, it was, was very it like sad. No, 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 no. She was
0: very sad. She was like, uh, <laughs> so she always, whenever she comes in, she always asks me, how's your baby boy? How's baby mean? boy? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, he's good. Cause she used to call her husband baby boy. Yeah. She was like, he was my best friend, and we did not. W- there was no, no one was more than the other in the relationship. That's nice, you know. Like she's so fucking cute. And That's the just, goal. Yeah. And I was like, baby boy's good. He's and good. And just yelling all this yeah. over the yeah over the hair dryer. What do you do with baby boy? Holy your
1: baby boy. Yeah. <laughs> You will tell him I off
0: <laughs> She always tells me uh today I was like, Oh, we're going away and uh my birthday's next week. Oh happy birthday. Oh your
1: birthday! You don't look a day over twenty-eight years old.
0: Twenty-eight? I feel like I look yarn. I don't think so. Fuck you. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: <laughs> you don't look at all, the <laughs> your hair looks ravishing right now by the way thank you um <laughs> i do wish that we filmed this one so i could do the whole thing like this oh thank you for being here zoya oh um, well, thank you michael uh, <laughs> the podcast zoya gerza who d- <laughs> who have never used a microphone before oh i took out my phone to see if i missed any tell me Tell those me fucking things. Yeah. No, I didn't. Oh. You're supposed to be providing. Please don't play it again. Damn it, Zoya. Damn it. Talk about your pickup games with Darren. This guy says, "Um, hey man, no one's gotten better at basketball faster than Darren, Darren. Gardner." I don't know what he did. I don't know if he just sat down and watched like a YouTube playlist and then decided that he's going to be good. But he went from like not really knowing anything about his own body mm-hmm. to being a fairly decent, very self-aware, of very self-aware Pick on up the basketball corn. player. That's great. On the corn. On the corn. You just see him <laughs> spin on that corn. <laughs> Get uh. off the food, <laughs> But he's so good. He, uh... Remember that, he, that time he like that we how tall he is and shit like that. It's great. Remember Wait. that
0: time that we all played with me, you, him, and Neva? Yes. And then that fourteen-year-old called ankles on you. Come her on, and her man. grandpa. I got got
1: by fourteen, and then I ripped
0: her thumb off with my bitch nails. You did. My you made daggers.
1: That, you made that small
0: lady bleed. I once. felt so bad. She was fourteen.
1: You played too hard, always. And you're, n- you're really... I can't help it. You're I'm not really aware of your own intensity. <laughs> you're not a baller, Zoe. I can ball hard, yo. Zoe, <laughs> I've heard you mention working in a summer camp as a teen or early 20 humans. Human. That's me. Yeah. Uh, it'd be cool if you could talk about that more. As an international listener, I think this is so interesting. So I worked for years at a day camp in uh, in Connecticut and the summer and um, in Fairfield. And Fairfield's kind of a wealthier town. So uh, there were kind of like two, there were two terms. There were, I don't know, let's say each thing is like three weeks or whatever. Kids mm-hmm. go to camp for three weeks. <laughs> and I watch them from like nine to five or whatever it is. Yeah. And then at the end of every week, we'd go on a trip. And normally uh second or third week there would be bigger trips to one of the many for whatever reason um theme parks in Connecticut
0: Lake Compounds what
1: Lake Compounds was one <laughs> and then Six Flags in England was the other one which yeah, I but that was, was technically in Massachusetts mass, yeah we the rules changed a lot while i was there cuz i did it for years and it was bedlam crazy relaxed for the first many years and then because of that it got well somebody very up. yeah all of us all yeah. the time yeah so when the rules were crazy lax we would go to six flags and we would go to um the water parks And we were not supposed to go into the water parks. And essentially, every counselor had like five to ten kids who were like theirs. And they were supposed to hang out with them all day. But what we did was we would say, okay, you're adults now. Okay, you're 11. All right?
0: You guys left a bunch of 11-year-olds I
1: think they were older than that. We had the older kids. And I was like, as long as there's a group of you, a group of 11-year-olds is like one twenty-two year old <laughs>
0: Oh, no. So
1: I figure one twenty-two year old would be fine on their own. I was like, just as long as you guys hit your check-in times, we check in at lunch, we check in at like three, and then we leave at four or whatever the fuck it was. We sit in traffic, wait for the bus to break down. Mm-hmm. Because every bus on in every summer camp trip overheats at some point. <laughs> Jesus. Because <laughs> they give you the oldest school buses, the out-of-commission school buses, that you can rent for uh, next to nothing to take kids out of state. So we, me and my friend Dan, mm-hmm. would go. Uh, we'd send our kids off. And then me and him would go into the water park where the kids were not allowed. So we knew we wouldn't get caught out because the kids weren't allowed to be in there. The first place. Assholes. <laughs> or we would take our favorite kids into the water park. And uh, we, I always called it the Swiss Family Robinson ride. But I don't know what it really You know those, uh, it's like a water slide, but you're not just on a tube by yourself. You're on a tube with like six other people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we used to do those. We used to get into those with like our camp T-shirts, either just the two of us counselors, or the two of us and like two of our favorite kids or whatever. <laughs> and then <laughs> as soon as the lifeguard was like, "All right, uh, welcome to Zany Water Jungle Adventure. Uh, you're gonna want to keep all your limbs inside and stay completely in the float until the float." Uh, reaches the other side of the splash pool at the end you stay inside you sit down crisscross applesauce that's it that's all you do so hold on okay sounds good so they would like kick us off and w- me and dan would immediately jump out and Assholes. hang on to the outside we would be basically like hanging on by to this thing's bumper and letting it jump ch- us down this like colossal water slide, screaming all the way. There were a couple times where uh, we somersault back into the float and uh, and kick a patron in the chest. You're
0: very lucky that you guys never got hurt.
1: I don't know how we didn't get hurt. I don't know how we didn't get arrested. I don't know how we didn't get thrown out more than we did. I don't know how we didn't ever lose <sighs> a child. Yeah. It never happened. Well, um, that's
0: good. At least someone the infants were hurt we responsible.
1: Yeah. There was one time we saw a bunch of kids in the water park who weren't supposed to be there. But when we saw it, was like a movie. It was like this group of kids who clearly weren't supposed to be there. And then us, who clearly weren't supposed to be there, we're supposed <laughs> to be watching the kids. And we came around the corner and we were all soaked. <laughs> so there was <laughs> no playing off like, we came in here to look for you. Yeah. You know, or vice versa. And we
0: took this ride first. Yeah. We were all just
1: very clearly... Uh, Wet and riding rides. There was a um, kind of a tube ride at Lake Compounds that we set the record for going on consecutive turns. It was like 23 consecutive turns. All in days. There was like no one else on this fucking ride. Splash There's just New England. Splash New England. If you can think of the least uh, lowest stakes situation for being in Rapids, that's what it was. Wow. It's very bad. And uh what else, man? It was kind of just one of those situations where like all the counselors were buddies and we would kind of live for the weekends so and we would get drunk with each other on the weekends and like make out with each other and then it would be real awkward the next <laughs> day at work. And um a I lot never of stuff lived like that camp that. And, life. Well,
0: I never knew that life.
1: I didn't really do it until I worked it. Yeah. I mean, I went to day camps because my parents always worked during during summers and I would do like, you know, we would go on some,
0: what? Day camps for us consisted of not getting your ass kicked by your older siblings.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but you had such a colossal family that you guys could like watch each other. Yeah. I was just me. So they would be like, I'd rather you be with... 200 strangers than by yourself Or
0: how long would it take to walk to Nana's house
1: (laughs) We used to play (laughs) How long would it take to get to a different family member's Yeah, Yeah Holy shit man Well (laughs) we've been at it for about an hour I hope this was Oh no! I hope this was interesting And uh Great This has been Zoe, it's terrible. Zoya, Steve, we miss you. <laughs> it's terrible. Good. Well we'll use my um some of my camp stories for History Road. I'll tell you one. I'll tell you the origin of this comes from a camp story. This okay. is my um my least favorite <laughs> condescending phrase to have said to me. I, I realized this at a camp party once I was, um, volunteering for when I was asked to volunteer as a camp counselor or a CIT counselor in training. It was like a summer job that you wouldn't really get paid for, but I could still go somewhere and do something all day, Mm -hmm. um, and not feel completely useless and then guarantee like relatively good money for the next year. So you sacrifice the summer so you can make good money next summer. Right. So I had Play. a good family friend who was like the district manager or whatever, or the, I don't know what they would call him. It was the like the coordinator. Yeah. The the counselor of the counselors. We'll right. Say. We'll call him a coordinator. So I would go stay at his house every day and then we would go to camp together and we do this. And then, um, my dad would pick me up after his work and then we'd go back to our town from his and then I remember one night, it was probably a Friday or a Saturday, we went to one of these counselor parties with everybody getting drunk. And I mm-hmm. was kind of this dude's responsibility, he felt, but not really, because I was probably like, I could drive, so I was like 17, 17 18, at the time. yeah. 16, 17, probably. Okay. I was definitely learning to drive at this time. Mm-hmm. Um, so at one point we went to a party, I believe I was sleeping over at the party. So it was all cool if everybody drank. And I remember I was handed a tray of jello shots once and I didn't even take the jello shots. I just held them in my hands and I was like, Whoa, that's crazy. So these are jello shots, huh? Ah. And then in front of the whole party, this dude, the attention was all on me for some reason. And this dude, this like. my friend who i was helping out he goes easy and the way he said it i was like oh that i never want another grown-up to say that like that to me ever again easy easy right like i was a little like i was his little baby boy baby boy and i'm sure at some level he felt really uh Bad. responsible for me and he didn't want to fuck up anything cuz our families knew each other and stuff like that. Well, he just didn't want to get
0: in trouble for bringing you to a party where there was drinks and you were holding jello shots. Yeah, but
1: for like a peer in front of your other peers to look at you and say easy. <laughs> that's no good. I would have taken like 4 of those shots right in his face. <laughs> yeah, like, I didn't even know how. Yeah. Know what to do. He's from the suck bottom. Suck them in suck. through your teeth. Yeah. The <laughs> gross. <laughs> Dude, I worked at a restaurant in um I won't tell you the name of the restaurant, but I'll tell you the name of the town, Milford, Connecticut. And they served jello shots. And at some points as a busboy, my job was to go down to the beer cellar and skim off with a butter knife the first layer of jello shots so none of the dust or the dead flies on top of it. Oh disgust uh uh <laughs> So if you go to Canada, if you're ever looking, (laughs) thank you. If you're ever looking to buy jello shots at a bar, don't. Cocker. This has been History History Roads. Thank you for joining us, Zoya. You're welcome. Thank you for
0: having me. What? Why are you laughing? Damn it.
1: Because sometimes we do this bit where we stay quiet for a long time and people don't know if the show's over or not. That's what I was doing just that. This is Ben. That
0: was a headgum podcast.